Hello and welcome to, um, I believe, the fourth episode of season two of the Christian Formation Podcast. Um, and today I'm joined again by Andrew and Reese. And for those of you that don't know me, my name is Gabe. And today we're talking about discipline and how we experience our faith and pursue God. Um, and I think this is uh, this is kind of a, um, an important thing. Um, I think. Um, uh, just give a brief overview. Um, this matters because uh, how we experience God is sort of um, our reality, right? What Tozer said, um, the most important thing about you is what comes in your mind when you think about God. Mm. And um, I think the same is true for us. Like we can, um, we can come to faith and not really put it into practice ever. And I think we see that especially in the Midwest. Um, this is a side note, but did you know Omaha is listed number 31 out of the top 100 cities in America as being post-Christian. I didn't know that. Did not know that. We either. come in above Austin and Portland for being post-Christian. And my theory is, I'm going to write a thing about this, I think. My theory is, is that... This um, blog will be coming soon. Some coming, <laughs> coming soon to a website near you. Um, uh, my theory is, is that people um, proclaim Christianity, but don't actually have um, disciplines or experiences of faith, right? Like they don't, um, they don't read the Bible. They don't know how to pray. They don't go to church. They don't really believe God's like an actual person. They believe Jesus committed sins and was just like a nominally good guy. Um, but they call themselves like a Christian and they're not really experiencing their faith. And so, um, setting the stage that way, Reese, um, what, what is discipline and why should we even care about it? Yeah. So big picture, I think, uh, my heart behind this blog was that there's kind of this misconception about discipline um, in our world. And this isn't even starting from like a spiritual realm, but just discipline in general. So like wanting to discipline ourselves for things like working out or eating healthy, right? Those are like our some of the first ones that come to mind. Um, but I think there's this misconception that we can just simply accomplish discipline. Like discipline is just something that we do and there's no... Um, it's just as simple as that. And I think that if we look at our experiences of discipline, um, it'll show that, that disconnect that there's not, um, that there needs to be something deeper in our discipline, Mm -hmm. um, that's motivating us towards it. Yeah. Yeah. You say something deeper. I think, um, in our church, we have like some very disciplined individuals. Um, and there's, there's one, uh, one guy in particular who shall not be named, but he set out to, (laughs) he set out to run, um, he, to run the year is what it's called and to run 2019 miles in one year. And he was going to run five miles every day. And I just think like there's stories like that, that are just like so compelling because people are like so disciplined. But what would you say is like, um, you say there's like a misconception there though. So what, what would you guys say is like the difference between maybe setting out to do something and like spiritual disciplines or is there a difference at all? Yeah, I think Reese, you mentioned it. Um, I think the, the thing that we miss oftentimes is the motivation, mm-hmm. the, the factor. So, so with that, you know, I've experiences like that all my life. You get into kind of a season where, uh, you get a really good idea that you want to grow and I'm just going to start eating healthier or I'm going to start working out. And usually for me, it comes like on a Sunday night or something. It's like, okay, tomorrow's Monday. We're going to start and I'm going to actually do this. And maybe you do it for a day or two or whatever. And the discipline kind of fades or I'm going to read the Bible in a year. I mean, most of us have experiences where we start and don't finish or I'm going to start working out. <laughs> yeah. We have New Year's yeah. resolutions, all those kind of things. We build in these disciplines because there's something in us that knows um, that that's important or that that's healthy in some sense. 
But I love, Reese, that you said that if it's only that, if it's only, um, okay, I just need to run, you know, five miles a day. I just need to read, you know, five chapters a day, that that's going to fall short. And so what, what do you see as when we do think of maybe a little bit more of spiritual disciplines, um, what is the missing motivation or what's kind of, what can we do to actually give those disciplines the, the fuel that we need to actually use those rightly and actually continue on with them? Yeah. I mean, it seems simple, right? But our disciplines are ultimately in pursuit of the living God. Um, and and it, it's, it really doesn't go any deeper than that. How can it go deeper than that as a motivation um, when we're seeking to pursue the Lord? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's so on point. Uh, there's a, a worship leader out of uh, Louisville, and um, he wrote a book um, that's influenced me in some ways. Um, and there's just one quote I thought that was really helpful. Um, he said, uh, if, if our starting place with God is the radical grace extended through Jesus, then spiritual disciplines are an invitation, not an obligation, a way of being with God and not appeasing him. And so, yeah, I think that's totally right. If, um, if God is like our motivation, then that changes the whole game and like the whole reason why we do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and in your blog, you mentioned a few ditches, we'll call them, um, of how people can fall into one way or the other if their motivation is skewed. Would you just give us a brief summary of that? Yeah. So the, the first kind of ditch that I see that people often fall into is um, what maybe some of us would call legalism, right? And so that's essentially uh, pursuing the discipline, not with the motivation of uh, encountering the living God, Um, but just with that motivation of doing or achieving. And so then the end doesn't become um, encountering this living God. It becomes um, just kind of checking the box, Mm. Um, which if you think about it between those two options is just not very, not very compelling. Right. If that's really the end of me reading my Bible or praying is just that I can say that I got something done. Uh, It just, it just doesn't check out. Uh, And then the other side, the other ditch we can fall into is just, um, this kind of emphasis so heavily on grace, on the gospel that, um, we're just, um, we're just kind of going to ethereally experience God that we kind of reject the disciplines be, as something that's unimportant or that we don't need almost like we're trying to, uh, to, to transcend them almost, mm-hmm. uh, which is just kind of interesting. Um, but it still doesn't get us to this pursuit of God. It, it misses the mark mm-hmm. just in a different way. Gabe, can you can you mention? So one of the things that Reese, as you say that, uh, I'm thinking about the the two ditches, maybe whether it's legalism or we just throw them out. So we're pursuing disciplines just for discipline's sake, or we're saying we just want you know God, and so we don't need disciplines. Um, I'm wondering, I'm wondering about the dangers of those essentially, and how like why is it so bad if for both of those like. So, so maybe let me ask you both different questions. So Gabe, you, you mentioned at the very beginning, talking about disciplines as the way we experience our faith. If we just cast disciplines out and we don't do them at all, uh, what's the danger there? Like, what would that practically do to our souls? If we just write those off and we say, man, I just want to, um, you know, have this faith and I don't want to, um, practice all these disciplines. What's kind of the danger that, that somebody might run into practically there? Yeah, and I I mean, I think at this point, like, this statement is almost like a cliche, but, like, you know, like, your faith becomes primarily intellectual, Mm -hmm. right? It has no bearing on the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but rather you can treat the Bible as sort of like something to dissect and to understand, but not as like a living thing that moves and speaks towards you by God's grace. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's one danger is that um, essentially our faith becomes irrelevant, not only to the world, but to our own self. So we've sort of misled ourselves. And now Omaha is like a post-Christian city where like faith is like a thing and identity, but it's not necessarily reality that yeah. we live in. So I think that's one danger yeah. I see. Yeah. Would you share, before we started rolling on this, you share a little story just to kind of give a picture to that. Would you just share that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what that was. Got the magic and the magicians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So back to this book by Mike Cosper, which if you want a short read, it's like 150 pages. It's called Recapturing the Wonder. But he tells this story of um, magic in England, and there's these magicians um, in, I think, Yorkshire or something. Um, and this is an actual book. You can go read it. I think it's called Jonathan Edwards and Mr. Norton. Um, but there's these magicians and they get together and they talk about magic and they talk about what spells are like the best and they read long, dull, boring papers about magic, right? But the truth is none of them have ever actually experienced magic. But then there's this one night when magic comes to Yorkshire and all the statues in the city come alive and begin telling tales of like their previous past. And I think that in that short story is um, a picture of the Christian faith. Like we... We, exp- we know a lot about faith. We know the theology. We read our commentaries. We can Google any question. But when it comes to actually practicing and using our faith, most of us are pretty spiritually deficient mm-hmm. in that. Um, so, and I love that, because you're basically saying that if, if we have the view of spiritual disciplines being ritualistic or legalistic, we're so worried about that ditch that we say, we're not going to do spiritual disciplines. We don't need that. Um, what what Cosper's saying and kind of the point you're making is you're missing out on actually experiencing your faith. So you can think about it, talk about it, um, and kind of understand concepts, but spiritual disciplines are a way that you actually practically experience your faith, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... It's truth experience. Yeah, mm. which is awesome. So, Reese, the other side, what do you see as the major danger, either in your life or in ministry, as you've seen, um, it, for the other ditch, where um, people are so disciplined, they're pursuing these disciplines, um, and so they're in some sense maybe attempting to experience their faith, but they're maybe doing it just for discipline's sake, and they're just trying to read their Bible to check it off or things like that. Uh, what's the danger of actually missing God in spiritual disciplines practically for our for our souls? Yeah, I mean, to miss God and miss his spiritual disciplines is just to misunderstand what they're there for in the first place, right? I mean, apart from God, Ephesians 2 says that we're dead in our sins, and so when God's grace comes in and saves us from that, I think his grace also enters in and gives us these disciplines, Uh not for the purpose that we can just, you know, make ourselves feel good, accomplish something, but so that we can actually continue to experience God in a greater way. Um, And so, man, it's easy for us to think that, um, or to just fall into that trap of pursuing them for their own sake, but Mm. uh, God's put them there and it's, it's his grace. And I think that expands our idea of grace, that it's not just, um, it's not just that God saved us, but that God um, is engaging with us and pursuing us, and he provides a discipline so that we can pursue him um, yeah. and kind of enter into this interaction with him. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a lifelong experience of his grace. Yeah. And as you say that, I, I think about my, just kind of my past and how I viewed disciplines. Um, and in probably some sense, I've 
uh, overcorrected into both ditches at different points in my life. Where I've been, you know, even by well-meaning people, like I've kind of been guided to mm. one ditch or the other. You know, it's just kind of the way it is. Um, but I just think about man, how much that would change my. I mean, life, I guess, as a whole, if I saw spiritual disciplines as the actual way that I'm pursuing this relationship and this this God, like I'm actually pursuing that, I'm actually experiencing mm-hmm. faith and I'm experiencing the theology that we talk about or the concepts and ideas that we talk about, the spiritual disciplines really are an invitation into experiencing that and, and walking through some of those things. And I think that would radically change mm-hmm. how I view getting up 30 minutes earlier to, to read and to pray and actually commune with God before I get on to the thousand tasks I do that yeah. day. You know, it would just, it would radically change my view of those specific disciplines. Um, and I think my relationship with God, I mean, I think that's why, you know, for 2000 years, the church has been doing certain disciplines because it, it allows you in some sense to get your heart into a place to engage mm. with the Lord. Yeah, totally. That's good. Um, yeah, Reese, uh, this, yeah, this has been super helpful and really challenging for me because I think even when I think about spiritual disciplines, um, my motivation can be so wrong so often. I think my danger is um, viewing like my future self and like working towards that rather than like viewing God and like communing with him. And there's a, a big difference, which I think you've really pulled out in my heart, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, like if I am, if I view spiritual disciplines, even like good godly things like reading the Bible and prayer as like becoming the Christian I w- I've wanted to be, right? Um, that's pretty sinful. Like that's not mm-hmm. like the goal of it at all because the gospel says like you already are that and now you get to experience this like free and fully. And I don't know. Do you guys feel that's that tension? word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same thing. When I think of spiritual disciplines, it's usually so that I'm a more mature Christian or so that I do the things that I know good Christians should do. Or kind of thinking, you know, I look at maybe somebody who's 60 or 70 years old and they've got this great relationship with God and I just see like fruit of the Spirit in them and stuff. And and I know that they like do these disciplines. In my mind, instead of seeing like, man, I just really want that unity with God. I want that communion with God. It is... I mean, that just looks like a solid Christian, a man that's like a mm. solid man of God. And so I'm going to use these disciplines to essentially get to that place. And yeah, yeah. I think I fall into that trap quite a bit. It's just mm. using disciplines um, for either myself or just because I think that, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, because there's some mm. normative thing. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Well, what would you guys say? I know that we're going to probably transition into some maybe practical things, some uh, kind of ways that we can grow in this. But uh, maybe for the person listening that's wondering, um, I'm not a very disciplined person in general. Um, as we kind of transition into some application, can you guys give any thoughts, words of advice on just for someone to say, you know, spiritual disciplines, this sounds nice. Experiencing my faith, pursuing God, that's awesome. I'm not disciplined. What would you kind of say to to that person who maybe feels overwhelmed by this because they feel like they're not disciplined enough to even engage in some of these mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I think I'd go back to, we've been talking about motivation, right? Um, And so maybe my encouragement would be just to take a step back and to kind of ask the question of what's your motivation, whether it be for spiritual disciplines or whatever you're you're trying to be disciplined in. I think uh, maybe the most simple question to ask is just why. So even taking outside of spiritual disciplines, like if, if you're trying to be disciplined in working out, like asking yourself the question, 
like why do you why do you want to do that yeah. is it just to be healthier beach and then bod. if that's like your <laughs> if that's like your or yeah the beach bod like if that's your motivation <laughs> like is that a good enough motivation and if you're failing and being disciplined then that means that like you're, you haven't reached the depth of like mm. a compelling motivation like it seems like that might work it seems like you'd be able to impress people or whatever um but if you're failing, that means you haven't reached it yet. Yeah, dude. Show up to Two Rivers, flexing. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a good question to ask. Why? Why? Um, yeah. yeah. Which I think gets back to what we've just been kind of talking about the last few minutes. Of, uh, I think if our motivation really was our communion with God. Um, that takes the undisciplined person by nature um, and gives them the greatest motivation to do anything. And it may look different than the mm. person who is uh, just, again, wired, uh, or maybe they just have the habits already built in. They're just a very disciplined person. Uh, it may it may come a little bit easier. Um, we both have dangers of falling off the cliffs, mm. but that motivation is the only one that I think is going to stick, is that you yeah. see spiritual disciplines not as a way to better yourself, to become a good person or just to check things off a list. But the, the motivation that's going to stick is that you're communing with the Lord and mm-hmm. you're actually like with him. And so, um, something that's really good. So Reese, maybe could you give us, you put at the end of your blog, just a couple, um, just a couple ways to experience God through disciplines. Could you just maybe list those and, and give some advice on them? Yeah. Yeah. So the two that I, um, kind of listed were just scripture and prayer. And those are probably the ones that most of us think of uh, at first when we think of spiritual disciplines. And uh, I think my heart behind these two, even though they maybe seem like the stereotypical ones, are uh, really that they are both very core to our experience of God and our pursuit of Him. And so as I think about Scripture, I think even back in Genesis, the world comes into being because the Lord speaks. God Mm. speaks things into being. And then you get this, um, just throughout the rest of Scripture, you get things like thus saith the Lord, like over and over again, it's God's word speaking. And so we in scripture have, um, have those words of God, his authoritative, his powerful, his loving words to us. Uh, and so I think that really grounds scripture is an incredibly important discipline. Uh, and then on the flip side, if God has spoken, like in prayer, we have an opportunity to respond, to interact with him. Um, it's God hasn't spoken as kind of a one way street, but he, um, along with his speech throughout history has invited people again and again into relationship with him. And now mm. in Christ, we have uh, complete access to the father yeah. through him. Uh, and so how could we not be motivated to, to speak back, to communicate back to the God who's uh, to spoken into our world and into our lives? Hmm. Dude, I love that. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something? No, I, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, so what would you guys say, I mean, I know that we don't want to make disciplines too formulaic. Is it helpful to give um, either a picture of just maybe what, what this looks like for you guys or uh, maybe some practical kind of next steps for somebody who just doesn't have the discipline of hearing from the Lord or communicating with God regularly or, or any discipline? If we take these two as kind of the foundational pieces, because um, there's a lot of others. You mentioned, like, uh, there's fasting, solitude, Sabbath. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of other things that we could talk about. If these are two of the foundational pieces, is it helpful to give, you know, very practical next steps? Or, uh, or how can we kind of guide people to to beginning the process of spiritual disciplines in Scripture and prayer? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, just like show up. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like, show, like it's weird because you have to show up with like the right motivation. But for a while, it might just feel like showing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking when I started running. I started running maybe three years ago, and uh, I was just really bored. I had nothing to do, and so I started running. And um, eventually, I got I got reeled into running this marathon, and I was like, I don't know how to do that. And I have one month to train, and so I just like showed up every day, but I learned to like love running mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was only by like being there and just having like a sort of like a system and a plan, which sounds a little different. And I would be curious to see how this fits into like the scheme that we've talked about with the two ditches. But I do think there is something to that. Um, I mean, yeah, by God's grace, I think he's, um, given us the ability to create systems of, uh, in patterns and rhythms and habits and all of those things that, um, can, even when we don't feel like turning to God's word, we can turn and hopefully our hearts will turn soon thereafter. Well, it kind of goes back to what you talked about, uh, in our previous blog and podcast, Gabe, where some of these habits and disciplines, um, we don't want to, you know, live the next twenty years of falling into these ditches. But at some point, our habits and our disciplines are the things that move our heart to something. And so, mm. these spiritual disciplines. If you're maybe listening and wondering, uh, well, I don't feel like reading scripture, and if it's really about my heart pursuing God, then should I just not read scripture at all because I don't, I don't feel that right now? I think we're not saying that. We're saying that the spiritual disciplines um, can be a helpful way for your heart to really like come alive in that motivation so Mm -hmm. if you don't have the motivation to really pursue god strong now um, by completely abandoning the the disciplines uh you're kind of losing some of the things that can actually get you there Mm -hmm. and so i think the practice of reading scripture the practice of just praying and some of these things are um are ways that you can allow your heart to get there because you're just showing up and you're putting yourself in a place where god can reach your heart and kind yeah. of reorient that. And so I do think it's helpful. And one of the practical things, so um, throughout the winter, my everyone in my household I felt like was sick and we were off and it was cold. And so we just I just got really out of any sort of discipline. And one of the things I did was there's, I forget what the app is called. I think it's like a daily office, but it basically just has every day, every morning, it has a new kind of, um, it's kind of like a liturgy that they lay out and it's like a verse and they kind of guide you through a prayer and a confession and gives you the apostles creed to just remind yourself what you believe and you pray the Lord's prayer and it takes a few minutes to go through. Um, but it's really simple to do. And it's just something that I'm trying to build the habit of getting back into Mm. the discipline of communing with God before I do anything else. And so, um, I don't know if you guys do this. I'm, I've gotten into a bad habit of just grabbing my phone, looking at something the moment I wake up. Uh, and so instead of that, I've just yeah. spent two or three minutes just reading this verse and kind of letting somebody else walk me through confessing what's going on in my heart, even early in the morning, saying what I believe in the Apostles' Creed, and then saying the Lord's Prayer. And that just kind of begins to reorient my day. And so little things like that it doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be huge changes. And there's a lot of apps and people and things that can help guide our hearts there. But yeah. I would say that's one of just a very practical kind of next step of just finding something to... Uh, I'm huge on just the beginning of the day, take a few minutes to yeah. orient your heart, and that does kind of put your day on a trajectory, I think. It definitely does, man. Uh, one thing I've started doing is just uh, leaving my Bible open around the house. Mm. Um, and kind of how we talked about invitations earlier, right? Like, whenever you see that thing open, it's like an invitation. Yep. Because it's like there. 
And it like, and some, this might sound really weird, in some spiritual, maybe overly spiritual way, <laughs> um, it's it's a truth that like the word of God is never closed. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's always speaking yeah, and it right. always is, um, yeah, bearing on reality in some way or another. And so, yeah. Dude, I love that. Wake up early. Get that cup of coffee. Yeah. Read the Bible. And even if it is, like, I mean, ideally, we would commune with God for you know, maybe hours before. But mm. even if you feel like this seems so overwhelming, just take the three minutes. You read know, a, just the very first thing you do. Yeah. yeah, just read a psalm uh, and just ask the Lord to lead you that day. Ask the Spirit to speak to you. Um, and just start with that. You know, a few minutes there. Um, and, and I think that you'll you'll see that as you build that habit, that can expand and, and it'll get easier and better. Um, but I think, uh, Reese, one of the things that I appreciate that you said is just kind of, um, using the motivation, but then just kind of starting and just mm-hmm. getting into scripture and prayer and just allowing God to begin to work on your heart. So. Dude, I love it. Um, Reese, would you, would you pray for us and our church family that yeah. we would just, um, experience our faith in a real way? Yeah, no, I'd love to. King Jesus, we're just grateful for the way that you've revealed yourself to us, God, in your word, the relationship you invite us into uh, if we are in Christ. And so, God, for those of us who um, struggle with spiritual disciplines and the pursuit of you for whatever reason, God, whether it be uh, getting lost in pursuing discipline for discipline's sake or uh, just misunderstanding what you've done and throwing the disciplines out, God, would you just reorient our hearts, God? Uh, would you uh, would you change us because we cannot change ourselves? And God, would you shape disciplines in our lives to be things that um, just aid in our pursuit of you? God, would they stir our affections for you? And uh, man, would our hearts just every day desire more and more to meet with you, to be with you? Uh, and again, would the disciplines just be a way that we can practically uh, live that out and have some structure to guide us in that? Uh, and God, we're just thankful for the grace that you've given us. Uh, kind of these minds to to work through structures and, and these disciplines uh, that can kind of feed into that. Uh, and so, God, we're thankful for, for you, for who you are. Uh, God, would our hearts just ever long to pursue you. We love you. Amen. If you have any questions, comments, or critiques, please feel free to email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. And we'll see you next week.